0: Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith.
1: Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK in Hartford. It's great to have you along for the ride this morning on uh, this uh, spring day, if you will, uh, with the snow still out there. Uh, snow started falling at our house last night, and it was still spitting a little bit when I, uh, when I left to come up to the studio this morning. So... Uh, I don't know about you, but I am ready for spring. Can't wait to, uh, you know, as much as I hate yard work, I'm actually looking forward to getting out and, uh, and mowing the grass, if I can ever find the grass underneath all the snow in my yard. In fact, I was talking with one of my neighbors uh, yesterday, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and I was telling him that, uh, uh, you know, we might, uh, might just be able to, with the pile of snow that we have left by the snow plows in front of our house, we might just be able to have a barbecue and a snowball fight on July 4th. Uh, So we'll see how that, uh, how that whole thing works out. Anyway, I hope that you're uh, enjoying the weekend and that you're safe inside somewhere or uh, if you're a guy that you're over at uh, the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference. Uh, I've been a regular attendee to the uh to the ISI conference uh, over the years and it's a great place to be. a uh, great opportunity uh, as a man to connect with other brothers in the Lord and learn. So hope that uh, a lot of you guys are uh are not listening to the program today but that you're there. But if you're at home, uh grab a cup of coffee and sit back, relax a little bit. <clears throat> we have a we have a really really great show for you so you'll want to stay tuned in. Today We're going to be talking about uh, stuck and what happens uh, in our lives because we all have situations, we all have times in our lives where uh, for one reason or another, maybe it's a physical disability, it could be some sort of a tragic event that happens in our lives, it could be um, a disappointment in the world of business. There's a whole host of reasons for why we sometimes get stuck and and by stuck I mean you know we just feel like we're you know we're between a rock and a hard place we're just kind of jammed into the corner and we really don't know where to go uh and and so we struggle with where do we go next what do we do how do we get ourselves unstuck and today that's going to be the topic of conversation uh with uh with my special guest Myra Goldick uh Myra uh, I'll do a little bit more of an introduction for her when we get into our first segment but Myra is an overcomer uh, you know an extreme overcomer, as uh, she has uh, she had polio uh, when she was just a little girl that uh, completely crippled her, and really uh, it seemed like she had no future, and yet she has risen above that and and not only just risen above it and, and overcome in her own personal life but as a result of that has committed uh, her life to sharing it with other people, sharing her experiences, and developing a set of methodologies that have uh, allowed her to become unstuck, and now she wants to help other people become unstuck. So, with that, we're going to uh, to jump into our show uh, and do our first segment with uh, with Myra Goldick talking about how to get unstuck. Folks, today we have Myra Goldick with us, and I, I gotta tell you, I mean, I enjoy having all of my guests on the show, and I learn so much from, from all of them. But I am particularly excited to have, uh, to have Myra with me today. And I think there's three reasons that I'm really excited about Myra uh, you know, being with me. Before I get into that, though, let me just say, you know, Myra and I, I think, have known each other for about a year now. Uh, we connected through uh, a LinkedIn business group that we belong to. In fact, I think it was one of the members of the group, a fellow named Frank Briggs, who suggested that I reach out to Myra. And I did, and we began communicating. And she's been on the radio show here with me, before. Uh, and, and then she was very gracious in, uh, in reciprocating and had me on her show. And now I've been able to talk her into coming back to my show. Um, but, you know, but there's three reasons that I'm really excited about having Myra here. Number one, Myra is an overcomer. Uh, Myra has faced some obstacles in her life and has pushed through them to the other side. And they're obstacles, I'm going to be honest with you, that would take most people down for the count. And so she is a tremendous overcomer. But in addition to that, number two, Myra has has learned the lessons and she 's really been introspective in the process of of learning through the struggles that she 's had to go through in her life and then she has turned that around and she has turned it uh, into good in helping other people and giving them hope and in giving them a belief that they can push through that they that they can get up after they 've gotten knocked down whether it 's from you know a business challenge or a physical illness or whatever the case may be that they can get up and that they can keep going on and they can create the kind of life that they that they really want to have but thirdly and most importantly Myra has become a really really great friend and so today it's not a matter of just saying well hey this is so-and-so and and she's going to be our guest today Uh, I want to introduce you to my friend Myra Goldick so Myra thank you so much for taking the time in your schedule today to uh, to spend
2: Gary thank you for that stellar introduction and it's an absolute delight to be here with you today.
1: Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun together. And our topic today is tools for helping people get unstuck. And and I guess maybe the starting point that we need to jump off on, Myra, is that if you're going to get uh, unstuck, you first have to understand what stuck is. So why don't you talk to our audience just a little bit about what your definition of being stuck is? Oh, uh,
2: gladly. When you get stuck, which is an expression, but a very descriptive uh, uh, expression about an impasse in your life. And when I say impasse, I'm talking about spinning your wheels and not achieving or getting the results that you were expecting to get and it happens at various phases in life to almost everyone at different times we're all different and we all face different challenges but let me give you a brief analogy when you think of a sports car a beautiful shiny uh, let's let's talk about a corvette low to the ground really sleek shiny But you make the mistake of taking that irresistible sports car out on a snowy day and you get stuck in a snowbank. Now, the normal thing to do is to hit the gas. And what happens then? You spin your wheels and you get further and further stuck in the snowbank. Well, now you've begun to realize that that is not going to fulfill your desire to fly down the road in that beautiful sports car. So you're stuck. And that goes for all aspects of life. It could be professional. It could be relationships. There are so many ways. that It could be the decision you make. When you enter college, you don't know what your major should be, so you feel stuck. It could be midlife crisis, and you suddenly realize that you're in that sports car, but you're on the wrong road. So that's my description of being stuck.
1: Okay. And I think that that's a good foundation for us to, to work with for the balance of our discussion today, Myra. And I guess the next thing I would ask is, is stuck just something that happens? I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, getting into that snow drift. I remember, uh, when my wife and I were first married years and years ago, um, we were we uh, lived in Central Illinois, and we were out uh, at a friend's house one night, and we were driving, uh, driving up through a, a farmer's property on our way home, and there was a swale on the side of the road, and the snow had kind of drifted evenly across the surface of the road, and we drove off into this four foot deep ditch, and we were stuck, oh. literally. <laughs> um, but is, is stuck something that? that just happens all of a sudden, uh, or are there some distinct phases or stages that people go through in the the getting-stuck process?
2: There are definitely phases of getting stuck, even though I would like to say that you can become stuck by an unexpected incident, an unpleasant, unexpected incident. But that's not the norm. The norm is that it builds up very slowly. You are aware that you're not really making the progress that you want to, whether it is in a relationship or on the job or in a career or in your small business. It's a very slow development. And as it's developing, the second stage is that old ghosts start to appear. As you realize that you're not getting or fulfilling the desires or the goals that you expected to achieve, you start experiencing some of the feelings of inadequacy that maybe teenagers feel at different points in their life when they start questioning, well maybe I'm doing something wrong. The kids aren't gravitating towards me or whatever you can relate back to feelings of insecurity. And we've all had them at one point or another in our lives. And if you've never had them, then I'm going to say that you are totally unique. But once these feelings appear, the next phase is you are now experiencing a feeling of failure. And that is, is a very bad, negative feeling. Frustration and sadness follow. And the next phase would be, you know you have to make a change, but now you're in a fear mode. And all of this is good. It's not a bad thing. It's, Nature's way of telling you, you need to grow. You need to, it's an awakening that happens. So this is basically something that everyone experiences. Now, if you want to talk about it happening all at once because of an experience, take somebody who may have had a physical trauma in their life. They have an accident and they end up with, a terrible mobility issue or they've developed a brain tumor or, or, or something that impedes the way they always did live their life, work, react with other people. You know that you you need to make changes. You Possibly what you did before, you are unable to do after the experience. But that's also when you experience a feeling of being stuck and a feeling of worthlessness. Only until you begin to accept the fact that things have changed and you have to work around those changes to fulfill that feeling of success and happiness based on those major changes will you be able to move forward and take action.
1: Wow, that... uh... That gives us just in those uh, in those few minutes that you were talking, Myra, that gives us the opportunity to talk for probably the next five hours (laughs) because (laughs) there's just so much richness in that. I feel like uh, like we could dig into that and it would be like digging uh, just in a vein of pure gold. We're going to take a real quick break here. And when we come back, I've got some great things that I want Myra to talk about. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, and I would like to invite you to join me on Divine Intervention, the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways, Sundays at 4 p.m. right here on WSDK. I believe in miracles.
1: So many Christians today struggle when it comes to the subject of personal development and achievement. Why? Because they think that striving to do and achieve more is somehow wrong. Or maybe it's because of the prevalence of so many New Age philosophies in today's personal development arena. My name is Gary Smith, and I host The Gary Smith Show every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on 1550 AM WSDK. The goal of the show is to look at both business and personal development from a Christian perspective and to give sound, Bible-based advice for how you can move forward into the blessed and fulfilled life that God wants you to live. Come join me every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. for an hour of exciting exploration as we delve into a wide range of topics related to both business and personal development. That's The Gary Smith Show, every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on Life Changing Radio, WSDK. Bright sky should
2: help temps climb to the mid, maybe upper 40s this afternoon across the Connecticut Valley. Then a cold front drops southward tonight on brisk winds, mid-20s. Mostly sunny, brisk, and cool, mid to upper 30s tomorrow. Sunny, continued cool, mid to upper thirties Monday. Randy Berkson with the WSDK weather update. You're tuned to
0: fifteen fifty AM WSDK. Okay, welcome
1: back to the Gary Smith Show, uh, where we're talking with Myra Goldick about stuck. Uh, what it what it is that uh, what does it mean to get stuck, and how do we go about getting unstuck? And from this last segment, um, the thing that I, that really hit me was when Myra was talking about that, although being stuck can be something as simple as uh, driving down the street in your emotional car, if you will, and getting stuck in a snowbank, but more often than not, it's something that creeps up on us, and so we uh, we maybe experience some sort of a failure in our lives, whether it's a personal failure, a business failure, whatever, and that failure leads to frustration. And, and as things kind of slide downhill in our lives, the frustration leads to sadness and sadness leads to fear. Uh, and fear is an interesting thing because we all encounter in our lives at one point or another fear. And one of the comments that I've made uh, over the years is that fear can be your best friend or it can be your, uh, your worst enemy. Uh, it really depends on how you handle it because fear in and of itself is neutral. Uh, fear is neither good nor bad. It all comes down to, how do we handle it? Uh, and if you if you react to fear and you let fear paralyze you and keep you from taking action in your life, then fear is a negative. Uh, but if you respond positively and take action in spite of your fear and work through it, not only do you get past the fear, but in the process of doing that, you reinforce that behavior and you begin to build that sort of massive action muscle that helps you dig out of the hole that you're in and, and move forward. But the thing that really impressed me about what Myra was saying is when we get into this uh, stuckness in our lives where we've had the failure, the frustration, the sadness, and the fear, it's not a bad thing. What it is, is that it's, it's life's way and God's way of telling you, you need to grow, there are some changes that you make and need to make in your life. There are some things that you need to 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 work through in order to move on. So as we get into this next segment with Myra, we're going to be talking about uh, what are some of the things that we can do? What are some of the approaches that we can take in order to begin getting ourselves unstuck, uh, climbing out of that emotional and, and, uh, and spiritual and physical hole in our lives and moving on? So let's get back to our conversation with Myra Goldick. Okay, we're back with Myra Goldick and we've been talking about the whole process of being stuck and that it is a multi-phase kinds of uh, of process that we that we go through uh, in in doing that. For the most part, now Myra did highlight that there are situations where uh, where there's a significant event in your life, and probably the best example that she used is where you have you know a sudden illness or a, you know or a serious accident, something that affects you physically, where one minute you were fine, the next minute you're not, and you have to learn to to deal with that. But for most of us, uh, those sorts of things are, are things that kind of creep up on us over time. And uh, Myra, I'm almost envisioning it like, uh, like the corkscrew that you use to, uh, you know, to pull a, uh, the cork out of a wine bottle. And it seems like the getting stuck process is just progressively turning that cork. And it's almost like you know, both mentally and emotionally, we're just corkscrewing ourselves into the ground uh in as, as we do this and you know the thing that, that is, is interesting to me is, okay, we've done that, and it may have happened over a period of weeks or months or even years that this is, that this is affecting us, but all of a sudden we wake up one morning and, and, and the reality of things finally comes together and converges on, on us, and we, we realize that we've dug a tremendous hole for ourselves. So that's the problem. Let's start talking now about what are the solutions to some of these things. What is it that we do to begin to climb out of that hole I love it
2: you know I always talk about creativity and I know everybody's mind is going to jump to visual creativity or musical creativity or authorship I'm not talking about that I'm talking about using your mind creatively Thinking and examining who you really are. Going back and questioning yourself. Why are you feeling these feelings that are ending up as negative feelings and making you feel as though the world is passing you by and you're standing still? There is always a root to why you're feeling that way. So it does take some self examination and it can not it can it can often be challenging and a bit uncomfortable because you really do have to take an honest look at yourself and ask yourself why am i doing this if it's making me feel this way am i doing it because i feel i have responsibilities or because it's expected of me by friends and family and yet I'm miserable. So looking into the mirror of your soul and your mind is what I'm talking about with creativity. So that's the first step. Take a really, really serious look at who you are and what you need to make your life feel that it has a purpose and that you are fulfilled. The second step, if I may, would be when you discover, you're probably going to come up with several things that really turn you on, different activities, it could be through your faith, it could be through relationships, helping other people, making lots of money, whatever works for you. When you do find these different avenues, Make sure you're passionate about them, really passionate, because without the passion, you are going to lack the initiative to really implement them into your life in some way. And I'm not talking about making drastic changes. I'm talking about small baby steps to begin with. Say you have a passion for working with children, but your job is far from working with children. Well, there are many ways that you can feel fulfilled by volunteering, helping foreign children learn the language, tutoring, volunteering at your local library, or changing your career completely and learning something new, little by little in your spare time. And it's not always easy because there are responsibilities, mortgages to pay, children to raise, uh, food to put on the table. But if the passion is there, you will find a way. I don't know how much time I have, you want me to go on?
1: Well, let's stop and, and chat about that for just a minute. Those first two points are, I think are really, really important. And I know, uh, and, and I think maybe the big message I want to communicate to the people in our listening audience is that if you're at that point in life right now where you're feeling stuck for whatever reason, for whatever set of circumstances, please understand you are not alone. It's something that I think hits any, it hits all of us at one point in time in our lives, and some, some of us it hits more than once. Um, but for, the thing for me in looking at it, and one of the things you referred to, Myra, was your faith, and that's one of the things that I have found is that. Uh, when I have found myself getting stuck and going through that process that you described of feeling like a failure, of experiencing frustration and sadness, of being afraid, of having that you know, that kind of fear cloud hanging over me and wrapping itself around me, one of the things that I have found is that it's just, it's a matter of I've taken my eyes off of God and and I've stopped relying on him. I've kind of put him on the shelf and said, you know what, I got this. And that seems to be the point for me when I just kind of, you know, I I trip and smash my head into the wall and it's like, you know, okay, well, one of these days maybe I'm going to learn learn that lesson. Uh, So I don't know what your experience has been there But uh, but I think that's one thing we can talk about. And the other is, is that, you know, what is your why? Why are you really here? And as you were saying, what is that you're really passionate about? And maybe maybe you can talk about how faith has 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 helped you along the way and has helped you to get out of some of these things. And then maybe gives people some tips about, you know, how do you go about deciding or, or discovering what your passion is and what you really should be doing with your life?
2: Yes, thank you for that. Faith, there are few things in life more important than faith. If, and, and I'm not completely referring to a specific religion. I'm referring to belief in something greater than you. I like to call it God. And having your... Entire being focused on the belief that there is a purpose for you, that you're on this planet for a reason, and it's all governed by a higher power. For me, that has saved me tremendous hardship, and I have had the challenge of being stuck more than once in my life. And I've always turned to my belief in a higher power and looked for advice. And I believe when I do that, it opens my mind to what's available to me, the gifts that are out there. It also opens my mind to the ability to be grateful for what I do have in my life. And I think it's one of the more important aspects of going through a change in your life, believing and knowing, having the faith that there is something more for you if you just put all of your effort into it. And the second part of your question, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, what was the second part of your question,
1: Gary? Well, it was looking at it and you said, you know, you, you know playing to your passion really discovering what your passions are, how do people, you know, when people sit back and they really, you know, they really don't know, it's like, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of sort of interested in this, that, or the other thing. Are there specific steps that people can take to really begin to identify and focus in on what their why in life is, what they really are passionate about and where they should be trying to funnel their energies?
2: Yes, I think the greatest way to figure out what you're passionate about is to make a list of all the things that you feel happy about, that you feel good about. Is it sports? Is it fashion? Is it speaking publicly? Is it listening to certain books, reading certain books? What is it? I, I want to give you a hypothetical. My husband loves boxing. And when he retired, he's really passionate about it. When he retired, he found that he was sort of floating. And he. I said, well, you know, there are lots of ways to get involved, uh, blogging, uh, visiting gyms, finding young people that... You may be able to help in their boxing career, not really as a boxing coach, but as a spiritual coach. Well, as much as he loved it, he didn't see that as something that was feasible for him. Maybe it just seemed like too much work. So his second item on the list, and I made him do this, was that he loved cooking. Loved, loved, loved it. So I said, why don't you make that a hobby? Take some classes, maybe teach some people. Well, he jumped headfirst into that. And that is one of the joys of his life. And he shares his recipes with people and exchanges recipes He's really excited about it. Now, that may seem trivial, but here's a man who spent his life in law enforcement and was ready for something else, but it wasn't being a couch potato, (laughs) (laughs) which is what happens to a lot of people, and they find that Saturday feels like Wednesday and Tuesday feels like Thursday, and they lose all that enthusiasm for life. So when you question yourself deep down inside, what is it that lights your fire? You will know which direction you need to go in. I'm a people person. I love people. I love what what they're about. I love learning from them. I love exchanging ideas. I love talking. And when I went through... A major surgery, a back surgery, a cervical fusion, it tied me up and it got me off the platform for almost a year so that 's when I started doing internet radio, and I loved it, so that was one of my passions, amongst other passions, but it gave me a reason to get up in the morning, neck brace, and all <laughs> and Get on the Internet and work with other people. Be inspired. Be motivated. Be excited by other people. So, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Passion is something that only you know. It can't be given to you. You know it. It's deep down in you. And very often we suppress it because we don't think it's feasible. Oh, it's not possible for me to do that. It's too late. I'm on the wrong road. No, it's not. Let that passion out, and you will find a way to bring that joy back in your life.
1: Well, that is, that is absolutely true. And, uh, and to coin your phrase, Myra, never say impossible. You know, nothing is impossible. <laughs> anyway, we're talking with Myra Goldick. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our final segment
2: you asked for it and it's finally here it's the new life-changing radio app for smartphones and devices no unwanted soliciting ads and no personal information required it's just a simple way to listen 24 7 check out the program guide schedule the events list get bills updates our daily devotional and more all found when you download the life-changing radio app available at google play in the itunes store
1: are you happy with where you are in life do you have a dream of becoming and achieving so much more Hi, my name is Gary Smith. I'm a business consultant life coach, professional speaker, and author of a book called The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life. If you're serious about taking your life to the next level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially, then you need to read this book. Wrapped around the story of David and Goliath, The Shepherd and the Princess presents a powerful set of logical strategies designed to help you create the life you deserve. As you turn the pages, you'll receive step-by-step instructions that will help you define and clarify your purpose in life. You'll then be driven to create and implement plans for achieving your most precious dreams. Visit Optex.com and get your copy of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life,
0: today.
2: With enough sunshine, temps should make it to the mid, maybe upper 40s this afternoon across the Connecticut Valley. Then a cold front puts an end to the relatively mild temps tonight on brisk winds down to the mid-20s. Mostly sunny, brisk, and cool, mid-30s tomorrow. Sunny, continued, cool, mid to upper 30s Monday. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Life-Changing Radio, 1550 AM.
1: Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show where we've been visiting with, uh, with Myra Goldick. Uh, some really, really powerful stuff from that uh, from that last segment. Uh, Myra does have a show called Never Say Impossible Radio, and that is really, really powerful because you know, Scripture reminds us that all things are possible with God. Uh, God can work miracles. He can uh, handle situations however he chooses because ultimately he's the one that's in charge. And I think that is sort of the beginning of of where we need to be as we start to get unstuck and as we uh, as we dig ourselves out uh, and and realizing that there's a, you know, yeah there's a certain amount of, of our digging that needs to be done in order to get ourselves out of the situation we're in, but an awful lot of it uh, very frequently is God reaching down and giving us a hand and pulling us out uh, if we will do that, so really, our focus needs to be on God when we when we sense that we're stuck uh and and as i mentioned i think a lot of times in my own life i've gotten stuck because i've sort of put god up on the shelf and said okay lord i've got it from here i'll take care of it and then when i uh, when i fall into the pit like uh like joseph did when his brothers threw him into the pit when he was on his way to egypt it's like well maybe i wasn't as much in control as i thought i was and so going back and uh and working with god on that and and really giving up to him and saying lord i i really need your help uh, to be able to do this. But, but on top of that, it's all, also realizing that everything in our lives happens for a purpose. There's a reason for us being here. Uh, there's a reason for how God works in our lives. I mean, when you stop and think about uh, some of the people in the Bible, uh, whether it's you know, Moses, Uh, or Abraham, or David, or in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul. Look at the things, the trials and the tribulations and the learning process that God took those individuals through to prepare them for the ministry that they were going to be involved in. I mean, look at Jesus. Jesus lived on this earth for 33 years, and the first 30 years of his life were preparation for the ministry that he was going to do. And he only effectively did his ministry for three years uh, and yet, look at the impact that he had by being properly prepared and by being sold out to God, and the other thing is what is your why you know uh, what is it that really is driving you and and that I think uh you know, as Myra said, you can make a list and you can meditate on things, but I think a lot of it always comes back to god it's prayer and meditation and asking the Holy Spirit to show us what it is that he wants us to do and point us in the right direction and ask uh you know ask him how we can best apply the skills that we have. Uh, to be able to get where we want to be and where he wants us to be ultimately. So with that, uh, let's jump back in. We're going to do our final segment uh, with Myra Goldick, and then I'll be back with some closing comments. Okay. We're back with Myra Goldick. And Myra, you shared so much great stuff with us so far. And uh, a, a couple of things that have popped into my mind uh, as you were talking. One is that I remember a number of years ago listening to a program by Earl Nightingale. And in there, there were two words, two power words that he used. And the, the power words were gratitude and expectancy. You know, he said, uh, he said, I believe that all successful people have learned to use those two words as power words in their lives. And he said, I am, he said, I'll tell you what, he said, I am extremely grateful. He said, I have loved living on planet Earth. He said, I have enjoyed this journey very, very much, and I'm not done yet. But he said, on top of that, he said, I believe that successful people expect the best from life, and because they expect the best, they get it and and i think that maybe that's a key for you know for for our listeners is that you know you can you can change your approach and and change your attitude about life simply by changing the words that you use and learning to change the way that you think um and the other thing that you you talked about Myra, that i think was really important and that is The example you gave of your husband, there was one company that I worked with when I first got out of college. And one of the things, and they were smart, they were very, very far ahead of their time. But one of the things that they realized was the high death rate of people uh, who retired from the company. People would come in and spend 20, 30, 35 years with the company. And after they retired, within a very short period of time, 6 to 12 months, many of them were dying. And when they started digging into it, they realized that these people had invested so heavily in their careers that when when they finally retired, the day after they retired, they woke up and it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And many of them didn't have an answer to that question, and so they wound up sitting on the rocking, in the rocking chair on the front porch, and six months later they were dead. And so the company changed their philosophy and said, listen, as you are approaching retirement, what we want to do is we're going to start giving you more and more time off. So literally the last year before you were supposed to retire – you had 26 weeks of vacation and, and what the company was trying to do was to say, get out there, develop some hobbies, develop some interests, invest your time doing other things, whether it's community service or, you know, going on to another career or enjoying the game of golf or learning how to cook or boxing or whatever it may be so that when you retire, you get up the next morning and you still have purpose in your life. So are those things that we can can somehow apply those concepts to the whole process?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I love what that company did because it is something that requires change. People don't realize they work all their lives and they look forward to retirement, but they don't realize that they've invested so much of their emotional well being in what they did for a living and how they define themselves as whatever it is they did sales or computer specialist or whatever industry they were in. And when that suddenly disappears, it's as though everything that you were looking forward to also disappears because you really don't have a reason to get up in the morning. So that was a wonderful, wonderful story. And yes, I agree that people do need to spend the time To find out, now that I have the time, what do I want to do? Or maybe I really don't have the time because my particular company is not going to give me such a wonderful grace period. But how can I start working towards an idea that will give me that purpose to live into my 70s, 80s, and 90s happily, feeling fulfilled? Is it acting? Is it singing? Are you now suddenly going to have the opportunity to fulfill one of your childhood dreams of being on the stage? There are so many senior groups for people who love to entertain. I could go through a million ideas. And here's another thought that we did not discuss that I would like to explore. I'll let people think about We are born with certain personality characteristics, but only about 40% of our personality is determined by what we inherit. So whether you're a pessimist by nature or an optimist by nature, that's only 40% of who you are, which leaves a whole 60% that would allow you to change the way you think and the way you approach life. So, having said that, I don't know if we have time, but I would like to mention something that I've known for years and makes me laugh every time I hear it. It was Ronald Reagan's favorite joke about twins. Do I have time to mention that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think I know where you're going. I think I know the
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people know this story, but it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Parents of twins became concerned when their twins around five or six years old developed very different personalities. One was a very obvious pessimist, and the other one was a very obvious optimist. So they took, as good parents, they took the twins to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist performed a couple of tests. First, he took the pessimist to a room full of brand new toys, just loaded with toys. And the twin, instead of jumping up and down with joy, he burst into tears. And the psychiatrist said, what's wrong? And the child said, oh, so many toys. I'm afraid I'll break them. And was so upset that it shocked the psychiatrist. On the other hand, he took the pessimist to a room full of horse manure. And the little boy dove right in, laughing and giggling, climbed to the top of all this poopy and started digging, furiously laughing. And the psychiatrist said, what are you doing? And the twin said, well, with all this horse manure, I know there's a to- a, a pony in here somewhere. So, <laughs> you know, it's how you react to life. It's the way you feel about circumstances that you're faced with. And it's the ability to always recognize what you should be grateful for and expand on it. So I, I hereby condone everything that you've said with a double exclamation mark yes we can all be wonderfully successful in our life if we believe we can
1: you know i think that i think you're absolutely right Meyer. we can you know we can if we believe we can i i forget who it was that said it but uh but there was an individual who said whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you're right and so it it all starts with the way we think and the way we view life the other thing i'd like you to talk a little bit about and maybe you have some suggestions for our audience too is the is the whole concept of you know the the uh, one of my favorite definitions of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to get different results and i i've heard a number of people say it and that is that the only thing that is going to change you from the you you are today to the person you want to become is a combination of the people you meet and the books that you read. Do you agree with that approach? And if so, do you have any suggestions, I mean, as far as reading materials and stuff like that? Where should people begin if they want to, you know, if they want to learn more and if they really are serious? Well, I think the
2: grandfather of all of the self-help books is think and grow rich everybody knows that it is a wonderful starting point the self-help industry is a wonderful industry because I feel it gives you the tools to make the changes you want yourself and even though acceptance is one of my tools I uh, that I highly recommend because If you wake up one day and you're 48 years old and you're finding you're on the wrong road, you're not going to be able to turn the clock back to 21 and say, oh, oops, I made a mistake. I want to be 21 again and start all over. So accepting the circumstances you're in is very important. And remember, we are unbelievably resilient as human beings so resilience is a wonderful wonderful aspect of our personality so no matter what happens to you no matter what negative experience you have the company that you worked for for 20 years goes bankrupt and you're out of a job and is bored out by another company and they don't need your position anymore or whatever you whatever you can think of you have that ability to bounce back. So I would, without suggesting any particular book besides yours, Gary, (laughs) and mine, uh, I would say check out the most popular self-help books that make you feel comfortable. And I think the simpler they're written, the better. Because if they're very, very, very in-depth, for most people, they'll read a little bit, put them down, and say, I'll get back to it later. So be wary of, of, of the very complicated books. Look for something that will lift you up and guide you through the changes that you need to make. And remember your resilience. You're resilient. You are amazing. God created us in the most amazing way. We can bounce back from almost anything and rebuild our lives. So that's I I really didn't want to single out specific books. But I did love your book. I I must honestly say I loved your books. So you know, if you haven't read Gary's books, I recommend particularly uh, the Davis and, David and Goliath story. Um, what was the name of that book? The Princess and the the, the Shepherd Gary's and books. the
1: Princess. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> Love that book. Absolutely loved it. So that would be what I recommend. Keep a book at your night table, and if you're not a reader, may I suggest you use Audible books. You can do it while you're uh, driving your car, uh, sitting at an airport, at a doctor's office when you have time to kill. There are many ways that you can access all this wonderful information from people who have lived their lives and want to share with you and make it possible for you then to share with other people from what you've learned.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, Myra, we're at the end of our time together, but I want to thank you again for being on the show. And if you would, take just a couple of minutes and tell people who you are and how they can connect with you.
2: Sure. Thank you so much for that. You can find everything you want to know about me at MyraGoldick.com. There are many pages. There's the rate talk show host pages. There's my story on there. There's media, there program my books, programs that I offer coaching to help get you unstuck. And if you're interested for anybody who listens and mentions Gary Smith's name, you will get a nice big fat 20% discount. So uh, I'm looking forward to to connecting with anybody who feels that they're stuck because believe me. I have been stuck and unstuck many times in my life. I've become a master at it, and I think I can help anybody become unstuck. Thank you, Gary. This
1: was so much fun. Oh, thank you, Myra. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show, and I appreciate your friendship more than you can know. Folks, please feel free to contact Myra. You can find her at MyraGoldick.com. That's M-Y-R-A-G-O-L-D-I-C-K.com. Reach out to her, and when you do, tell her that that Gary sent you. Uh, Myra, thanks again. God bless. Good to talk to you.
2: Thank you so much. Take care, Gary.
1: So that wraps up our interview with uh, with Myra Goldick. Just a great time and some rich, uh, rich, rich conversation there. Uh, you know, please feel free to reach out to Myra. Uh, she's a great lady. She can really help a lot of people. Uh, and she's, uh, you know, she's a really, really good coach uh, and just a genuine person. As you can see, uh, she, you know, she lives an authentic life. She just is who she is. And uh, and that's the thing that uh, makes her such a blessing to the people she works with. As we wrap up today, you know, just kind of in, in summary, Uh, You know, as we as we look at getting ourselves unstuck, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is have a great attitude, really learn to develop a positive attitude, that overcomers kind of attitude that says this is just another bump in the road. This is a temporary thing that we'll that we'll get through it Uh, and then uh, seek God's face. Really pray about it, and, and ask the Lord for help. Ask Him to show you what you should be doing next and where you should be going, how you should be approaching things, and then really take time and listen uh, to what He has to say, because ultimately, he has a plan for your life, and he knows what's best for you and and finally, as Myra and I were talking at the end of the, uh, you know, at the end of the program, read. Uh, get out there and get educated, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's attending seminars, getting books from the library, getting audio books online, uh, whatever the case may be, you know, Myra's got some great books. Uh, certainly you can pick up a copy of one of my books. One of the books that I, I highly recommend, uh, for people stuck or unstuck, uh, is by a friend of mine named Bob Berg. It's called the go giver. And if you really want to develop some richness in your life, that's a book. It's an easy read. It's an interesting little story. Uh, and uh, it's a really, really great book to uh, you know to get a hold of. You can get that uh, by going to simplyberg.com. Uh, I'm actually working on Bob to get him on one of the shows here uh, so that we can talk in depth about that. Uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> By all means, read, even if it's only 15 minutes a day. Discipline yourself. Get a ritual out there to read 15 minutes every day. Anyway, that puts a bow on another version of The Gary Smith Show. Uh, Thank you so much for being along with us today. We really enjoyed having you with us. Thanks to Zach Hutchinson, my producer, for being in studio today to help me out. We will be back next Saturday morning at 11 a.m., so we hope you'll come back and join us. Until then, God bless you. Live your life on purpose.
0: Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, Optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.